I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Welcome to Belligerence, for real this time. Yeah. I'm Dean. And I'm Jay. And we're live on Facebook, uh, doing a live broadcast for the first time ever, which is exciting. Yes. And it would be even more exciting if this didn't take us fucking 35 minutes to get it's, right. It's fucking groovy. So for those of you who have who have stayed interested uh, 30 minutes past the, uh, the scheduled live time, we really appreciate it. Please come back. Please come back, please. We saw names show up and it was cool and I said hi to everybody. Well, and, and then like someone said the audio was bit, bit crushed and I was like, "Fuck you! The audio is a fucking bit crushed. You're fucking bit crushed." Yeah, but that's not true. Yeah. <clears throat> so Jay. Yeah. Um, we lost the first cut of the f- fucking podcast, the first fifty minutes of it. Yeah, and it ba- was some good stuff. Well, I basically was telling a story about. Um, well, wait, I don't know how we got there, but I was. I don't really, either. How did we get we, there? We got there because I said something about like going to the doctor, and you decided to tell me that you were an accident. Uh, well, yeah, it was actually. I was. So you, you, you. Go ahead. Tell. Well, tell. so yeah, so you know. Let the, let the there we were. I've always said I was the black sheep of the family, and nobody ever believes me. I have sisters that are like ten and twelve years older than me. I have a seventy-year-old sister. I have a sixty-seven-year-old sister. So, um, and the weird thing is, is um, you know, we're all sitting down. Um, my mother has dementia now, but before she had dementia, oh, we're talking about age. Yeah. Right. So, and you said to me, I look good for a fifty-seven. Pretend, pretend this never happened. You know, so I don't I, know what you're talking about. This is the first well, time. Well, that's this what podcast, you said so. to me. You said that to me before, anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, so you know, I don't act my age. I'm a very youthful 57. I don't, I don't feel 57. I don't look 57. And my mother always used to say that, you know, age is a state of mind. Yep. And she always said that. And you know, so before she was going through, you know, before she started like going way downhill uh, with the dementia and stuff. Um, you know, uh, it, it, she decided to tell the story of, of how I was conceived right in front of the dinner table <laughs> at Thanksgiving. Did she have dementia at this point? Uh, I, th- I think she was starting to lose it a little bit. But, you know, it was like somebody took a fucking needle across the record because everybody just stopped eating. You know, it was like, Err! well, everyone really wanted to hear this. No, they were just like, really? Um, so and I was like sitting there going, OK, here we go. And, you know, apparently my my. um my father came home early because he used to work late and stuff. And, uh, you know, so he came early one day and surprised my mother. And, you know, slingity slang, slippity slide, bang, boom, tang, knocking boots with Poon mom and tang dad. Right. Poon tang, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I was born. But here's the best part. Um, and I was conceived. But uh, through the whole time when my father realized when my mother said to him, I think I'm pregnant. Um, basically, my father said, well, abort it. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is being Jeez. said at the dinner table. Well, you told me that if you were a girl, you would have been done for. Is that correct? Well, basically my father had had it with girls cause he wanted you boys. Been, you would have been female numero trace, right? See. Great. And, and I, and I was just like, 
you know, my mother's telling the story and my, you know, my, my, my wife now, Laura, who's I married to, she's sitting there going, what the fuck? Like, and, uh, so yeah, so I was supposed to be an abortion. Um, if I make, guess I still makes you feel any better. My mother has said to me at least 10 times in my life. She, you should have been aborted. Yeah. yeah. There was one time she called me. I think I told the story, but she called me and by accident and, uh, she she said, oh, I called you back. And I was like, all right, well, fuck you then. And she goes, you should have been fucking aborted by and hung up on me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, my father wanted that. So I, it didn't happen, you know, thank God. Um, but I've always had this dark look way at, about me. Look at the smoke filling the air. I know. I, I can't help myself. Um, you didn't talk about your Morpheus glasses either. Oh, yeah. Look at the camera. Look at this. What the fuck are you doing? It's my Morpheus Where did you glasses. even get those? So... When the Matrix was at its peak. But it's um, coming back. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah. know how they're going to do that because Trinity and uh, and Neo are dead. Um, is that how? I don't remember. Is that how the third one ended? Yeah. How, third one was sucked, dude. I, 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 I watched the third one, but I, I, I don't remember anything about it. I, a I remember whole... the second one. The second one's when they invade Zion. Yeah. Invade, is that the right word? Or well, pro- protect Zion. Well, they were protecting Zion. Okay, yeah. And then how did the third one end? Um. God, I'm such no. a fat shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I hate that we have to have this fucking screen up because I'm. Fucking... I like it. It's cool. I like oh, your shirt. God, it's cool. But no, the second one was um, the key holder when they found out about what what the Matrix, where it was all being. So all I remember, I remember the a third scene... one was the protecting of of Zion. So that's a scene when like they're inside of like a they're human like... farm, basically, right? And is that how they like grow troops? <laughs> I'm, I don't know what I'm no, that, of. you do not know. What Am I talking. in the ballpark? Well, no. So uh, there's a line in the very first movie where uh, one of the girls is sitting in the front seat and she points a gun at Neo. Uh, they, he jumps in a car. It's raining. And he's got the thing. Remember, they put the thing in his belly button and it goes into him and he's got a sentinel inside him. Right. And, I thought it was one in the back of his neck. No, no. That's how they jack him in. So that's how they jack into the matrix. So anyway, do you she want to says, feel old for a second? She hold on. So she says, she says uh, something like, you know, sh- uh, either either shut the fuck up or something. And then she says, calls him a copper top. So what they do when they rescue them from the the and this is the first movie, the very first movie. So when they rescue him from the matrix. Okay. Uh, all the human beings are basically batteries. The the human bodies yeah, okay, are powering. So I, all right. So the I'm matrix. not completely off. No, you're not. I th- see. I, I remember a scene from the third one where they're like taking people out of the batteries and putting them in like war machines. Well, yeah, they they, they take them out. And they, the the name of Mor- uh, Morpheus's ship is the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, it means devil. Devil. Yeah, right? yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so, anyway, they yeah they um, so they 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 take Neo Neo out and they introduce him to the rest of the crew and everything. So he does it. He now he knows that there's no Matrix. Yeah. Well, anyway. I gotta get closer to you, baby. At the height of the, um, here I'll move over. No, you, uh, you can't move. So we're snuggling. So Facebook forces fucking 720p. Yeah. Which is such a Facebook fucking thing to do, in, in, until you establish yourself, and then you you win a prize, and it's 1080p. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. You win two prizes. You gotta get that check. You gotta get that check. You win 1080p, and you win all of your data compromised. Yeah. By Mike's Mike Mike Bill Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. I know. Um, his brother Bill. I was twelve <laughs> when Matrix, the Matrix came out. Fuck me. I might have been eleven. 
Wow, dude. Is that crazy? And and I remember I was so obsessed with The Matrix. It was such an amazing story back then. Yeah, oh, it and totally And like especially is. before like the turn of the century. It's still where it was like it's still cool. It, it was like so relevant kind of. Yeah. And like you know there's there's people who really believe that we're living in a simulation. There's a whole school of thought around. I can't remember the name of the school of thought, but there is a legitimate like philosophy that we're living inside of a computer simulation and it's one of those uh, like un, it's it's an unprovable problem, well, an unsolvable problem. Well, you that's can't what I, prove. But that's what I loved about it was like when you know, like prove to me that Neo, we're not in the Matrix right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Neo, I love the fact that he, was, he had this shitty job and he was living in this little dumpy apartment and he was a hack. He was a computer hack. Yeah, he was a hacker. And a hacker. He was a computer. He was hack. a hack. Was he like? He was a hacker. Like so Steve Jobs, a so, computer hack. Wow, that hurt. So anyway. Um, <laughs> So not 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 good luck to to scorn the dead. No, especially Steve. Oh, first name basis. I usually call him Mr. Jobs. Actually, yeah, I bet you do. I do. But anyway, um, but he gives you good Mr. Jobs. Wow. Yep. There's nothing like skull fucking. That's so what, that's what I say when I want one. I say, "Can I have Mr. Jobs? <laughs> <laughs> Can we visit Mr. Jobs?" So wait. So so. What I loved about The Matrix is that, and I was obsessed with it. Oh, it's so gross. I'll tell you later. And so what I loved about it was at the height of The Matrix, you could you could buy Neo's coat. Oh, the, the duster. From, the yeah, leather duster. Which is so dope, right? I thought I had one, and I thought I was the coolest motherfucker They're so the cool, right? They're not. No, they are. No, they're not, Jay. Well, the, You could pull it off. Well- you could pull it off. Well, anyway, so I bought these, the Morpheus glasses. I bought. Um, Remember those phones? Yeah, oh, those I were popular for a while too. So like you fucking press the button bad. and yeah. snap open. That was so cool. Uh, they still they still make those. That was I a know. real legitimate phone. Yeah. And it was a Nokia. They made like so you press fucking the button cool. And snap I always wanted. They one. were fucking. Cool. They were expensive though. I know, but like it was like the technology back yeah. then. It was like wow, look. At I love it because it was cool. like. It was cool when you snap it, but it was like a burner phone on the uh, on the Matrix. Yeah, you know. But like, what was really cool was I bought Neo's sunglasses, and I bought. You remember the twins from the second movie? Uh, no. They were all they had white uh, dreadlocks. They were like pale white. They had pale white suits on. No. Oh God. The dude. second movie. Yeah, the twins. I may not have seen the second movie. Well, they were after the the key holder and the gate the gatekeeper. So they they. Well, anyway, so, dude, so fucking cool. So I bought their sunglasses as well. I have them downstairs. So I've got Neos, I've got Morpheuses, and I've got uh, the Twins. But I always wanted... I can see the reflection of me in the screen, in the uh, all of the foam behind my head, and it's fucking... Tri- Those are so reflective. <laughs> it's crazy. They're, they are really cool. And they're cool. not coming through on camera, but, like, I well, can they're cool vividly... Because, like, I can, like, see, like, the, like, snots. They got no arms. Yeah, right. we yeah we know that's clip that's, on they clip that, on the nose. Will you stop? That's uh, yes, that's the point cool. of them. They're not. Oh yeah, I see. I'm. It's delayed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can watch yourself. I can watch toy. myself because I'm. I'm. No, so I'm, I'm drinking. Whip uh, it out. I think. Listen, and jerk off to uh, myself. <laughs> I'm drinking gluten free beer tonight because I went Is to. Is that the why hospital. you made that face? Yeah, it's bad. So like, I went to the hospital and I've been having like, okay. So the Louis story, I was walking in the house the other night. Monday night, like about a week ago. And um, <laughs> Paul, Morpheus glasses in the Lord of Death Metal. Um, so 
I was walking in the house Monday night and I was limping pretty bad because I, I keep getting pains in like my joints and my legs. And like, it's been like a recurring thing for like the past like six months at least. So, um, I'm walking into the house and Louie, who's 88 years old and is sitting on his recliner in his white tidy whiteies fucking spread eagle when watching fucking, Matlock. When his balls fucking hanging his out. His fucking spread eagle, uh, comes to the window and like, you know, Louie. Yeah. Hey. He, he's the, uh, he's lived here for what? Dude, he's so fucking Italian. He's the though. most like- he's the <laughs> most Italian guy. So funny story about Louis. One day, me and Anthony were walking in the house, and Anthony lived with me. And um, he where it's like it's again, it's like late at night. It's like eleven o'clock at night, and the shadow Louis's fucking naked silhouette appears in the window, and he's like, "Hey, oh my god, hey guys, do you like <laughs> do you like wine? Do you boys like wine?" Oh, you told me and. Uh, of course, me and Anthony, like, we're being polite. We're like, yeah, I mean, who, we sure, we like wine. Louis goes, hold on a second. And he fucking goes uh, into the other room, and he comes out, and he hands us. For a fucking gallon jug, no, dude, wasn't it? It was like a 10-gallon jug. <laughs> it was like it was like an Old West, like, XXX jug. And he fucking hands us out the window. Anthony, I remember he drank a glass of it, and he said it was like fucking rocket fuel. Oh, yeah. And, like, we, we cooked with it a couple of times. It's still sitting on my fridge. It's fucking nasty, dude. And, and like, he said he had a friend in the North End who fucking, like, it's probably like bathtub wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, like, homemade Italian wine, it's brown, too. Oh, go, I mean, it's when, thick before, and brown. you should check it out. And it's just fucking, it's, I I remember, well, I don't drink anymore, There's but been I remember a few drinking. desperate nights where, like, I'm, I'm like, man, I could really use a beer. <laughs> and you, I don't have anything. You just take, and not, I just look at the wine. I'm like, I wonder what would happen. Because it's been a shot of like, it. But it's been, it's probably, I mean, there's no proof on the bottle. <laughs> no, because it's, it was it's like, fermented. The guy like printed it out and like fucking Microsoft Paint and glued it to the side of the jug. But uh, it, it has to be like 20% easily. Right? Oh, yeah. And uh, every now and then, like if I'm sitting at home and I'm like, man, I really could go for a beer right now and I don't have any and it's too late to go out. I'm like, man. I should just drink that fucking wine. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I don't know, man. Just hold my nose and just fucking. Jump. I would. I would take a shot of it because that's all you need. I'm afraid to open it. Now it's like pure grain alcohol. I'm afraid so if I open it, like it's fucking explode. toxic fumes are gonna come out and kill everyone in this apartment building. You're just gonna fucking sniff it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just take the top off and get fucking hammered. So Louis comes to the window, and I can see. I can see his nipples. He's ni- his windows are at nipple height, which is interesting. Have you ever noticed that? Louis is exactly tall enough so that his nipples rest on the windowsill. <laughs> so it's like the father from Dinosaurs I have walking not, up to oh the window. Oh, my God. And he fucking just flaps his flapjacks onto the windowsill. What did the baby it, say? I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Yeah, but what did he say? I'm the baby. Where's the mom? Who's the mom? Who's the mama? Who's the mama? Not the mama. Not the mama. Not the mama. Um, so Louis lum- lumbers up to the window and goes, he's, he's, not my, he, he's lived here, what, five years now? Yeah. He thinks my name is Mike. He thinks I'm Mike Cohn, one of our neighbors. Which is fucking hilarious. So every time he's getting the mail and I walk in the house, he's like, hey, you, you got a letter. Come get your letter. And I'm like, Louie, I'll get it later. Because <laughs> I don't have the heart to tell, to tell him, him that, your name's that Dean. my name's Dean. Um, That's fucking funny. So he doesn't know me. And he walks up to me and he's like, hey, hey, guy. Hey, guy. I got an extra walker. You want it? <laughs> and like. That's a sweet, what a sweet thing. Like, what a sweet man to be, like, looking out his window, seeing me limping, and... No, it is a nice thing to say, but... but I have so many questions. Like, first of all, I feel like going immediately to Walker means that you have seen this before. 
right? Well, he is old. Like he's mu- well, no, no, me though. Like he he Did must have you, seen me limping. But I ever tell you the occasions. story about Louis breaking into his apartment through his side window? No, hold on, we'll get. We I, I feel like we could fill a whole show. <laughs> so for those of you who just tuned in, Louis is our uh, a neighbor on the first floor of our building, and he's ninety years old, and he's from the North End, and he is naked all the time. World War II vet. And he's an awesome guy, yeah, even though I just said he was naked all he's the time. He's cool. Um, but no, so I'm walking in the house and he's like, hey, you, hey, guy, I got a walker. You want a walker? And I, 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 a, I was like, has he seen me limping so often oh that he God. thinks he needs to offer me a walker? Not a fucking cane, no, though. No, a walker. A walker with so the, like you, the you, fucking green tennis balls Literally, on you would have saw me walking into the house with a walker, just like fucking inching my way into the house, which honestly, I thought about it. There was a part of me that was like, man, <coughs> that'd be nice right now. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I said, no, no, Louis, I'm, I'm okay. I just, I hurt my foot. Like, I'm not going to elaborate. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'll be okay, Louis. Right. And he goes, all right. And he just closed the curtain. That's it. He's done with you. Um, I offered. Yeah. But. I'm never going to fucking ask you again. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it feels like. It's like it's like dad disappointment. Where he's like, all right, don't ask me for anything ever again. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, felt, I felt like I should just have taken it and just carried it Dude, up the stairs. he fucking. Followed me in the apartment one day and follows me up the stairs. I thought he was going to go downstairs. And he follows me in, and I'm like, oh, hey. He's, like, standing right behind me as I'm opening the fucking door, right? <laughs> Breathing on you. Right? And, I, and I go, oh, hey. He goes, hey. You Italian, no, really? <laughs> wait. He goes, hey, uh, you want an apple pie? <laughs> and I go... <laughs> I go, geez, Louie. I go, I don't know. He goes, no, I, I, got, I just came from my brother's house. And, he, and my sister looked at me and said, you're getting fat. And, and he goes, I, I, I got I to gotta give this pie away. They gave me too many. I got like six pies. Did you take a pie? So we took the pie. Dude, it was fucking it amazing, yeah. dude, right? So get this. Laura, my wife, is making a, a, a classic uh, regatta pie. This is at oh, Easter don't time. Don't say it like that. That's the way you got to say Fuck it, bro. Fuck you. Okay, fuck me. Regatta. It's regatta. Okay, regatta pie, which is basically, uh, well, it's a meat pie, Italian meat pie. No, ricotta's cheese. Yeah, it's this is Italian meat pie. It's got ricotta in it and fucking, what do you call it? So it's like pizza gana. It's pizza gana, but. Oh, oh pizza gana. Oh, so good, right? Oh, it's so bad so I, Oh, it is. But it's, it's so good, So I Jay. said, I said, Louie, so Laura goes, Laura, no, Laura goes like this, she goes, she goes, oh, that's really nice, Louis. She goes, wait, let me give you a pie for a All pie. All I wanted wait, for Christmas on. was a fucking pizza gana, and nobody made me one. Laura makes them. I'll bring you up a piece. Oh, please do. So a pie for a pie. He goes, no, 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 no. So she goes, yeah, but you like you like pizza gana, Louis, right? Louis, a pie, bang my wife. Come so, on, Louis. So fucking, so he, she gives him the slice, dude. It's like this big, right? Can you see that? It's like this fucking it's big. The right? camera's up there, you dumb shit. I know. I'm fucking holding my hand like this. You crack addict. So fucking. <laughs> so he's he sits there. He's like, oh, oh, this is nice. This is heavy. This he, got some weight. He goes, to oh, it. I'm going to enjoy this. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So it's like, no problem, Louie. You know, happy Easter, right? Louie picking ham out of his fucking chest there. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there fucking half ass naked eating fucking pizza gana. Oh, yeah. You know, Classic. He was balancing that on his chest. We've all been there. So he even said it. He said to my wife before he left, he says, Oh, geez. He says, I got a, I got a nice cold beer downstairs. It's perfect. Right? Wow, yeah. He was psyched. Good for him. Yeah. That makes me happy. I like It makes I me like happy Louis. to see old men happy. Is that just, weird? It was just creepy when he was standing behind me and I was opening the door. He's like, Hey. Yeah, he, he is really good at sneaking up on you. 
Maybe he was a spy or something in World War Probably. II. Probably. He, he, and he does climb in his window a lot. That's how he brings his groceries. Oh, in. no, Honestly, I love it. That's a great idea. So He, he lo- brings his groceries through the window. He lost his keys. Uh-huh. So, I remember this. So he put one, the letter on the front door, and I felt so bad because it was in that old man shaky writing. Dude. Did you see that? It was. It bummed me out. It really bummed me out, too. So he 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 craw- He opened the side door of the second bedroom, uh-huh. and he cr- all of a sudden, I see his ass and his feet up in the air. Did he, did he at least have clothes on? <laughs> yeah, for no. Once he in his he got out of his car. Okay. He had his key to his car, Yeah, but he didn't have the keys to the apartment. And so he broke into his own apartment, and I just see his feet and his ass in the air, and I'm like, what the Face fuck? Down, I didn't up. know it was him, though, because I'm going, what the fuck is that? Whose ass is that? Who's breaking into Louis' apartment? I've I'm never thinking, seen right? that ass before. So he fucking, he, he fucking, all of a sudden, he, he, uh, he pops his head up, and I go, oh, Louis. And he goes, yeah, I fucking left. I left my, left my keys in the house. I had my key to my car, but I left my keys in the house. It's like, oh, are you okay? He says, ah, oh, you know, I fell face first down, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right, right? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, right? What? So he's done that several times, dude. Yeah, Louis, Louis, uh, he's a good guy. He one time he fucking he comes up to Laura and he goes, he goes, listen, I got a chicken and some ice cream. Wow, those are two things and that so, you have, Louis. So Laura was like. These are my two things. Okay. And 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 she goes, he goes, I I Can you combine them no, into a smoothie? No, no, check it out. He goes, they were on sale, so I bought two of each. <laughs> so he goes, I can't I don't have any room for the ter- for the chicken and the because you know the roasted chickens you get at market yeah, basket. The rotisserie ones. Yeah. He goes, and I don't have any room for the ice cream. So you why don't you so take why'd you them? buy two of them, you old fuck? Because they were on sale. He's a typical Italian dude. You know, I never understood that fucking it. logic. Like, oh, they're on sale, so I bought two of them. Yeah, you only no, got to eat one. you just spent more money than you would have if you bought the one that yeah. you needed. That's how they get you. Right. That's why they. That's how stores are profitable. So Laura's You're like, a sucker. Laura's like, so we got some ice cream and we got a fucking rotisserie chicken now. Wow, what a fucking great. <laughs> Louis is fantastic. So this all circles back to I'm drinking this fucking beer, Jay. And I, I know you don't drink, but just smell it. Can you just smell it for me? Hold on. Okay. Yeah. You get, you get, let, let the let the strawberry vanilla out of your lungs. Actually, it's peaches and um, peaches and raspberry. Smell that. Tell me if that smells like beer to you. Oh. Right. Oh, oh. Jesus. <coughs> oh man, dude. <laughs> that was a big fucking boom. I'm sorry. Um. United so, States of America. So listen. Vaping is illegal. No. Well, not just in Massachusetts. I'm just being an ass. Um. So, I went to the doctor. And uh, all this joint stuff kind of culminated in uh, I have what seems to be a gluten intolerance, not celiac disease, but an intolerance. And I've suspected this for a while because, like, whenever I engorge myself, which, quite frankly, is more often than it should be, I end up, like, really sore the next day and like, I have a hard time. Like, for example, last Saturday uh, I had game night and I had a pizza. And Wait a minute. That almost sounded like you said you had gay night. So I, you had, I had game. Ga- no, no, gay night. Yeah, we had I had gay night, <laughs> and af- I found that after I eat seven dicks, the next day I can't walk. <laughs> there has to be a correlate. It turns out that I have a penis intolerance. Oh my penis, my my, my penis enzyme levels were elevated, and and there was there was penis I'm serum so in my joints. Shut the fuck up, man! And I'm sorry. It was really killing no, no, no. my I ability said, to walk. 
I really did thought it, that's what it sounded like. I had gay night. I'm going well, no what the game. Fuck, uh, what night. the fuck is gay night? Well, I'm I like, mean, you can. I'm sure you could deduce. Well, you just summed it up for me about yeah. you know. So anyway, how many dicks you had? In your fucking mouth. anyway. <laughs> uh, so I went and I, I've suspected it for a while, and it turns out that it I I do have some sort of gluten problem. So I was gonna just stop drinking beer completely, but like man, I'm. It's Sunday night. But you like beer. Like, I don't drink a lot. No, I, you it's don't. Just, it's just my enjoy. Like, every now and then I want a couple of beers. And you're like the IPA guy. You're like, you know well, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the body. Uh, <laughs> this is the IPA guy's body. Um, I sure am the IPA guy. No. So uh, I went to the liquor store and I asked, the, Jesus Christ, come on, man. I'm sorry. This is just some things that are off limits. This is belligerence. Um, Listen, I didn't use the C word, okay? Not yet. The I'm- night is young. <laughs> we can. Re- we have eight hours of recording if we want. Um, so wait, so I went to liquor store and I told the guy at Redstone Liquors, which is a great liquor store and they have like all kinds of stuff you can't find anywhere else. I said, listen, like I really, really want like an IPA, but like I, I, I know that I'm going to regret it tomorrow. It's going to be, I'm going to fucking, my feet are going to be killing me. Do you have anything else? And he, he showed me all these gluten-free beers that people are brewing now and it is getting more popular. Um, and I bought this one and honestly, ma'am, it, it tastes like maple syrup. Well, and you know why? I will tell you that I, one thing I like about this, it looks like the candle that you just bought. Yeah. Like, yeah. you should cut the top it off. Probably, it. The candle probably tastes better. Candle smelled fucking amazing, actually. So they don't use barley, and they don't use any kind of wheat. So what they use instead is, you know what sorghum is? Sorghum gum. It's it's like a, I don't it's know like, what it's, it's made like, out of. It's very it's sweet. Like camel jizz? What is that? Yeah, if anyone knows what sorghum is. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the sorghum malted rice, candy syrup, which explains that, cane sugar, tapioca, lentils, and hops. Wow. So you end up with like tapioca. The, yeah, they call this an IPA. And That's it, interesting. There's nothing IPA about it. It smells funky. It smells like syrup, and it tastes well. Actually, like it tastes like thick apple cider. Can I be honest with you? What it smelled like? What? It smells like syrup, and like. Alcohol. Lentils? Well, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like, it's literally like... Yeah, it has a very, like, maple almost, It almost smell smells it. bitter, too. Like, is it bitter? Yeah, it has a bitter, like, aftertaste yeah. kind of thing going on. I don't know, man. I, I don't think I can live this life. I think I just got to start drinking gin. <laughs> that's a good compromise, right? Why not? I don't know. Ah, the beer's not working. Might as well start drinking vodka. So, um... As long as you don't hide it in the toilet. But it's good to get answers. I get, oh, yeah, you told me that. So that was offline, wasn't it? Yeah, we can't talk about that. Well, we're not going to talk about the specifics, but you told me the method of hiding alcohol in the back of a toilet. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's a popular thing that people do. Because um, the water Popular cold. thing that alcoholics do, oh, Excuse actually. me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain type of people. Yeah. Well, I just keep my beer there for It keeps it fucking storage. dead cold, man. All year round. It is cold water. I've had to stick my hand in the back of a toilet multiple times. Well, yeah, but also because it's porcelain, so it keeps the water cold. Sometimes I wash my face with that water. That's great, Because it, it's like, well, it, it has, is clean, it's mineral water. It but has it's like clean. the toilet enzymes. It's the tank that goes into flushing your poo-poo down the toilet. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Then they eat the poo-poo. <laughs> uh, so you wanted to talk about the hellish nightmare that is your life living underneath... A uh, child <laughs> who is not really being given any parenting. So yeah, my my um my situation in the apartment that I live in. I live in an apartment that uh, look at the smoke on this stream. It's fucking amazing. 
I'm very proud right now. I'll bet you are. You hear that there? Fucking governor, fucking mayor, what the fuck? What's his name? Charlie Baker? That's it. No, No. you had it right the first time. Governor fucking? Mm. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah. uh, So we have, um, I guess, a youthful couple that lives above us that has a child. And this child... Um, is very rambunctious and screams and jumps up and down and bangs and yeah. So anyway, um, it's really annoying. It's obnoxious because it's not like just a kid running around and you hear pit a patter of the feet. We're <laughs> talking physical, like jumping off the couch and landing on the floor. Maybe like he's training for something. Yeah. He's going to be training for my foot up his ass, Ooh. but, uh, you know, and people are like that today, you know, and, and I and I What's up, Timbo? I don't I don't really understand like Sorry. Why it's okay. I don't understand why like parenting today is um based upon allowing children to do whatever the fuck they want. That's a little strong. No, it's not actually, because I see it every day. As some of the shit that I see where I work Everybody that I work with says the same thing, like, what the fuck? So I don't want to like get into like a back-in-my-day kind of conversation. <laughs> no, here, no. But, but even, I'm only 32, but even back when I was a kid, my parents wouldn't let me get away with that. No way. Like, they'd give me a fucking backhand yep. if I deserved one. Absolutely. And like, and I'm not saying you have to do that, but, I mean, in my day, <laughs> you know, my father would whack you. The nuns used to hit you with rulers, right? But, that was my father's day. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, but until my father took the ruler away from the nun and broke it in half and scared the living shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> that, wait, hold on a second. It's a fucking great story. Oh, yeah. you know what other story I want you to tell? The what? paint story. Oh, when I kicked the paint. Uh, you have some good stories about growing up. <laughs> And I don't know, maybe we shouldn't divert too much from this, but, but no, seriously. Well, like, my father, so my father would shoot you a look cause you knew if you didn't fucking stop after he shot you the look, he'd do this. He'd lift up his shirt and undo his belt have, buckle. He'd have a gun. Oh, okay. And he had a, and it's funny. I think I, he'd I talk, show you, he'd show you his holster. <laughs> you know, he'd show you the butt <laughs> end of the gun. You're fucking dead kid. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, it's funny that I, and I think I talked about this on a podcast before where I actually bought. The same exact belt that my fucking father used to wear. It's just a straight up black heavy leather army belt. Yeah. Um, Why? Because they they really support you really well. You ba- if I have a bad so I have a bad back. So keeping my a belt you on. You wear a fucking weight belt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no. So my father used to do that, or he would fucking. My father had hands the size of like fucking baseball bats filled with rocks. I mean baseball gloves filled with rocks, and like literally, like if he hit you. He sent me one time. He fucking whacked me, backhanded me. I went five feet, literally five feet away from the guy. Like, and my jaw hurt. Like, fucking, my old man didn't fuck around. So, I'm not saying. I mean, that's child well, you're abuse. You're not saying hit your kid. No, I'm not saying but that. Like, but if you like this kid that's been living above you, like you're not getting any help from the landlord. No, she's a and, douche. And, 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 and this goes on to like two o'clock in the morning, right? That would be the no, fucking no, not, day. not that late. It it, it it sometimes will go on till twelve thirty one o'clock, and which is still fucking late. Now my wife goes to bed and she has to be up at four a.m. She goes to bed at like eight thirty sometimes, right? And but I'll be sitting out, you know, in the living room watching TV or whatever, and and I'm just fucking I'm, 
I get to the point where I actually turn the sound off on the TV and I'm getting ready to go up there and just bang on his fucking I'm door. I'm waiting for you to do it. It's getting to the point where it's going to happen because it's just fucking obnoxious. And it's scre- the screaming. So here's, here's one of the reasons. So it's summertime, right? We had the fucking door open, right? By the way, I can't believe you've kept those sunglasses on this long. Why? I'm just, I always I'm wear sunglasses, so I'm used to yeah, it. Yeah, but they're not comfortable. These are now because I got them right where I'm supposed to have them. Uh, they clip my nose fat. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Well, anyway, so, you know... You know, when the kid comes home, he gets out of the car, immediately starts screaming. It's like, okay, so what? You don't want to be home? And he's like kicking and screaming and, and, and freaking out the whole time until he goes upstairs. Then they slam the door and then he just runs around and he's just obnoxious for like fucking three hours, right? Then the best part is, and they do it every night, they did it tonight. They take the kid out like around 8 9 o'clock. I don't know where the fuck they go. They... Then they come back, and he's running around until 1 o'clock in the morning, 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's just fucking annoying. Well, that's part of the reason why I'm talking about what I'm talking about. The whole thing that drives me crazy, where I work, there we go. people come in, and they'll have an appointment. And they're in mid-conversation with the person they're talking to. Meanwhile, there's a kid in the fucking carriage or sitting there just screaming like fuck dude i'm talking like if you were out in the jungle you would swear it was like a fucking some kind of beast just screaming at the top of their lungs the mother or father doesn't bat an eye or the father here you would think now if that was me and my kid was my doing mother that would grab me by the face and fucking slam dunk me into a trash barrel well if i was acting like that in public yeah well you know even, most even now most parents <laughs> <laughs> she would too yeah. most parents would like you know so the father would or the mother would say you know you stay here and take care of this i'll take him outside right no they just stand there talking to the person they're dealing with and allowing to this little beast to fucking scream now my wife blames the kid i don't it's not i mean come on it's a child and children are only products of their environment. So they're only going to do what the fuck. I know because I have a kid. Laura never had kids. And they're going to do whatever the parents let them do and get away with. And I just sit there. And, and today's child rearing <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. Gross. Because my my nephew, for instance, I love him. And I love his kids. I love my my my, my great nephews and, and, and nieces. But Wait, Great nephews? Yeah, dude. No, like you're a second generation uncle. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding me? Wait a minute. So you met? You don't mean like like great as an adjective? Like so? To, I have I have excellent. You mean like, I have my sister's kids, my uh-huh, nephews, uh-huh. and then they have kids. That's crazy. So I have great nephews. How, were they young when they had the kids? Yeah, because Jesse great. and Corey are. Uh, they're in their th- late look 30s. At look at this. This is great. Great grandpa Jay. They're in their late 30s. I'd be a grandfather. You could be, I my guess. My daughter my daughter was a, a, an atypical kid or person. She would, Well, you wouldn't be a great grandfather. No, I'd be a could grandfather. Could you be? You you could maybe if if a lot of things went yeah, if wrong. Yeah, if actually if I was uh So like if Ashley, if had, Ashley a had a kid at, at like 16 or 15 and then had that kid had a kid at 14. Well, even if Ashley had a kid in her 20s cuz she's 30 now. Yeah. Right. Late. Well, no. You would mid twenties. Grandfather. You would need that kid to have a kid. Well, no. If Ashley had a kid. Yeah. In her mid twenties. And you'd be a grandfather. And, and around when I'm around fucking. 
Like 65. 60, 80, 70 years old. I could be a great grandfather. No, but I'm saying now, theoretically. No, I could, could be a be. grandfather. No, you could be a great. Like, all right, let's say I no, no, right. had a baby at 14, and then that kid would be 16 now. And if they went to school in Gloucester, they could have another baby. And then you'd be a great grandfather. Yeah. At age 57. Something like that, yeah. That'd be cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> But no, I just, I just, the thing that really bothers me with, it's like, you know, like my nephew one time, we're at my mom's house, it's Christmas, and he, and, and he's got his son with him, and he's he's a baby at the time, so my mother had, and I think I talked about this before on the podcast, is my mother had, she has some antique ornaments and stuff on the tr- the tree, and she's had them since we were kids, and... I don't remember if you told this to me or on the podcast. And, you know, my nephew is allowing little Mario to go up and poke at the Christmas ornaments and Mario. And I looked at him and I said, uh, Corey, don't, don't let him do that. I go look at Nana's face. Cause I could see on my mother's face. She was just like, and my mother didn't want to say nothing because she didn't want to be told that she'd never see her grandchildren again. That's harsh. Well, well that's that, pretty harsh, but that's, that happens. What the fuck. That's fucking bizarre. Cause he touches ornaments. So, so he's like, well, he, you ready? This, this is the answer that a lot of parents say today. Right. Well, he has to uh, he has to experience things. He has to experiment. And I looked at him and I went, you know, if Papa was alive, right? You know what he'd be experimenting with right now and experiencing? Papa's foot up his ass. Mm. I go because even if he's grand, if, he, if Papa's grandson or great grandson at that point, he'd be his great grandson. Uh, he would have gotten a bitch slap, you know. And I, I, I go, so why are you why are you letting him do that with, you know, with what Nana, you know, feeling the way she's feeling about it, you know, and, and, and it's just, you know, it's like, oh, calm down kind of thing. And it's like, I, I, know, I know this, this is kind of like a, a wormhole we're going down, a rabbit hole we're going down, but I'm just, I, I'm just letting you go. No, I just, it just fucking bugs the shit out of me because I see it every day and then I live with it above, you know, this fucking, you know, kid above me. And again, it's not the kid's fault. It's the way parents you know, fucking allow their children to do shit. And and I just wish kids don't fucking respect their elders anymore. I was taught that. <laughs> you sound like such an old man. I do, and I don't give a fuck, well, you know, because it's sad. I learned a lot. When I went to work for my dad, my dad would tell me, go hang with, with fucking old Joe over here. He taught me everything I know. <laughs> old Joe. And I wouldn't. i go hang out with this guy, Joe. Did and you refer to him as old Joe? We used to call him old Joe Russell. That's what his name was, because mm. it was like three Joes. So he was old Joe. Was there like middle-aged Joe and young Joe? Something like that, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, middle-aged Joe's kind of a mouthful. Yeah. We just called him just Joe. Just Joey. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> then there was fucking Joey. He fucking was, Joey? He was the young one. Yeah, the young ones are always called Joey. But anyway, so... So are uh, young uh, kangaroos. That's right, yeah. yeah. Little Joeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so I mean, I learned a lot from that guy, you know, and... and you know, and my old man used to say, don't fucking talk back to people that are older than you, you know, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm an old fuck, but I mean, come on, dude, like kids, they don't even, they don't even respect their own fucking parents. I had this girl come in one time. Oh, boy. Bus, no, buckle no. in. No, no. Buckle your seatbelts. Hey, it's like, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not, anybody doesn't know me. It's, I, I work for a computer company. So the girl fucking comes in and they're going to buy a computer. So the father fucking says, uh, he says, well, you know, let's talk to the guy and see the different options that we have. Well, I don't want any options. This is the one I want. 
So the father says, well, I understand that. He says, but, you know, maybe there's some other options. Maybe we can look. She goes, no, I want that one. That's the one I want, and that's the one I'm getting. Now, this is a girl going into college, right? So the father looks at me, and he says, uh, excuse me a minute. I just want to have a little talk with my daughter. So all of a sudden, he's very quiet, and he says, listen, I can hear him. He says, listen, you know, well, let's see. what. Maybe we can get one a little bit cheaper. You don't need a whole bunch of stuff for what you're going to school for. All of a sudden, her voice starts getting higher, and she's going, no, this is the one that I want. This is the one that I'm going to get, or I'm calling mother. And I sat there and I'm like, okay, right? So he comes back over and he goes, well, regardless what she says, I want to know what the options are. All of a sudden, this girl in the middle of the fucking store screams. She goes, you're not listening. I'm getting this computer and that's it. And he turns around. He goes, I'm really sorry about this, man. Excuse me, right? So he's a guy. He's probably in his late 30s, early 40s, right? And he looks at her and he goes, you know something? I'm fuck." He went just like this. I am fucking done with you. Go out and wait in the fucking car. I'm calling mom. You can go call mom. You know what? Here. Pulls his phone out, dials the mother's number. He goes, go ahead. Talk to her. He goes, out in the car. Right? Ah. He comes over to me. He goes, I'm really sorry. He says, I can't, I, I, I can't take it anymore. This is what he said to me. <laughs> he goes, he goes take her off my I hands. have had to deal with this kind of girl? shit. She was about, she was going into college. So she was about 18. Who acts like that at 18? Dude, th- we see it all the time. 18? That's I swear, it's fucked up. The privileged, man. You know? Yeah. You know, when you lose I, a I fucking. No, yeah, when you lose a fucking, you know. A, a fucking, you know, uh, what are they? What are they, what's that fucking t-ball game? Or oh. when you lose a bowling game, oh, or you, you the right, most, right? The most fucking, the let's, most played let's, out. Let's fucking, fucking baby boomer. Let's here it comes. fucking, let's celebrate. Right, you right, lost. Right. You're clipping. You lost. Face. You lost. Okay. You know what? Uh, Everybody gets ice cream because you lost. You go fuck yourself. Dude, you lost. Go home a, and cry. Old played out. I don't give a fuck. Argument. Well, this is all part of it, though. I guess. Right, and so. You know, I get, think it's overstated. But, get what uh, you want when you want it, fucking, and and no regards to what your parents fucking think or say, right? And and I just I felt bad for the dude, and and he left, and I never saw him again. Oh oh, wait a minute, he did say this. This is great. He goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, how about if you go to school with just a notebook? And, and, and you're going to have to go buy books. She goes, I can't do that. I need a computer. He goes, well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm just going to get you a notebook at Staples. Go wait in the fucking <laughs> in an car. abacus. I, I couldn't believe though. Like how, I did I when be- I was your age. I couldn't believe, though, how he was literally saying the word fuck in front of because he had, he had had it. His face was beat FDR red. FDR dropped abacuses out of the sky on parachutes. I don't think he was that old, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Tra- Harry Truman. But, um, no, so I... I I just felt bad, and 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 I I sat there and I said, but this is what we deal with in life today, and this is the kind of shit that kids put their parents through, and it sucks, man. And it's and then you know then we blame we blame the kid. We'll say, oh god, that kid's that Jesus. If that was my daughter, I'd give her a fucking backhand. No, if that was your daughter, you wouldn't have to give her a backhand because you would bring her up the proper way. Okay, you know, and it just drives me crazy when I see. And like I'm dealing with this little fucking kid above me, 
he wouldn't be like that if his parents didn't fucking well most kids his age i mean he's what you've seen him he's what three yeah they're in bed at eight o'clock yeah you know and but i also don't think like you should be like comment commenting on like like all right maybe not commenting on but like giving people like advice on how to parent their own children i'm not you know what i'm saying like it is it is interesting now that millennials are becoming parents and like you guys must be having a fucking fail day with this now. I think it's a little bit overblown. I think that like a lot of the everyone gets a trophy kind of like situations are the first thing that make the news and the first thing that people want to jump all over. I don't think it because like Jay, like I have a lot of friends like in this age group and like I don't think it's that prevalent. Really? Like I still think. Well, yeah, like I, I, I would say not all. Not all, but okay. like I'd say eighty percent of my friends with kids. You know my niece like, Gina, right? Oh wait, are, like I'd say most of my friends with kids are traditional, like harder line than you. No, I'm not saying parents. that everybody's saying? like that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying everybody's like that. I'm gonna say pretty much almost almost the majority's like that because of what I see. But I'm gonna give you an example. My niece Gina, you met her. She's been on the show. Yeah. Right. Everyone who who knows the show knows Gina. Right. And when Gina was a little girl, her father, Sal. No. Her father, Sal, is very Italian. Very Italian. Sal Palamo. Uh Right. Fucking talks like this kid. Fucking a. I swear to God. Named after the capital of Sicily. Yes. So, well, actually, that's where the family's from. So anyway. Real creative. What the fuck, dude? That's their name. Well, anyway, the fucking weird thing is Sal brings Gina to a T-ball game. Yeah. And that's why I use that T-ball reference, because this is a real story. This happened. And so Gina struck out. She couldn't hit the T-ball. How do you strike out in T-ball? I don't know, dude. Hit the post. Hit something. Wait, hold on. In order to strike out in T-ball, you have to swing the bat above the T. Yeah, she wasn't very times. good at it. I don't know. The so, fact, wait a minute. So, But this this kind of blows a hole in your argument here oh because like, God. just the fact that like they called it a strikeout means well, that they I, were I don't willing know. to discourage her I don't, enough. Well, I don't know if that's what they called it. But anyway, what do they call it? I don't know. She didn't a hit boo-boo. the ball or something. I don't know. So anyway, what happened was the team lost. So... The coaches got together with both teams sitting down and they said, okay, said, you know, we played a good game and everything was great and everybody's, we're all going to go out for ice cream. And so Sal turns around and goes, well, I could see him doing it too. He's like, well, what are you talking about? These guys over here, they fucking lost. We're going to go out for ice cream. They lost. You don't get no ice cream. You're a fucking loser. So Gina starts crying. She goes, but I want ice cream. He goes, no, you lost. You're not getting any ice cream. Winners get ice cream. So now all of a sudden, the parents are like, well, geez, Sal, you know, it's, it's, you know, they, they, they're just little kids. And he goes, but you're not teaching them right. See, you're not teaching them right. He goes, like, what does that mean? Well, come on. Come on, dude. You fucking, you're going to grow you can up have ice life. cream if you lost. Oh, come they on. They still know bro. that they the lost. Fuck? No, they don't. No, they don't. Unless See, they don't tell you. They're like, not, they're fucking... no, they're not going to separate that. And that's what happens to a lot of kids. It's a psychological fucking thing. But how do you? You lose in life. You lose something in life. You're going to go out and celebrate? Yeah. Oh, fuck Sometimes. you. Get you the learn fuck. more from Listen losses than you do. Shit. You learn more from losses. Right. Than you do from wins. On a, on a value scale. When. Of, if you're if you're looking at values, yeah. like failure is more valuable than success. I agree. Yeah, but you don't get rewarded for for, for All right. failure. Fair enough. 
That's all I'm trying to You know what's weird about that, too? Like, when I was... So, again, like, when I played sports as a kid, it was... I really was... I don't know if it was... I think all of the people I played with, for the most part, were, like, competitive. Yeah. Like, even when I was, like, 10, 11 years you old, wanted like, you to wanted win. to win. And, like, we would... Really, like, I remember I played T-ball... Oh, my God. McMackenfield and Revere, who I think a bunch of people listening are from Revere. But McMackenfield... Yo, Revere. Hey, yo, Revere for life. Fucking Revere, kid. Rev- fucking... Uh, <laughs> Revere. No, but... Uh, so, McMackenfield, it, it's... There was that flood after the tornado or whatever the fuck. And the field, the field, we, we're, the stream's delayed, so I just saw myself do that. By the way, I am, I'm disgusting. I am an ogre. Oh, shut up. I get this gap finish, tooth. Look just finish the story. What happened? Like, like I tooth, and I, I keep touching my face, and like, I'm, I, it's this a David beard, Letterman look, it's, bro. No, it's, not, it's, it's gotta go. I don't know. Anyway. So I mean, you're getting the beard like Letterman. I don't know. you. Well, I'm losing my mind. That's why. Uh, I'm I'm slowly losing touch with reality, so I'm growing a beard to cover it up. So go ahead. McMack and Phil got overrun by like weeds now, and now it, it's just overgrowth like swampland. Oh, it's a really? fucking shame. And honestly, like I've wow. been kicking the idea around um, of like getting all of like the Revere Little League kids, like all my generation, and like probably before and after Going us down too. And cleaning it up. Well, so the problem is it's privately owned. So the city of Rivera tried to buy it, and they wouldn't sell it to them. Really? So the city of Rivera is powerless to rehab this field. So I was thinking, like, if we put, like, a GoFundMe together, I bet there's enough people who care enough about this field that we could raise the money to buy and rehab the field. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I've kicked that idea around. But anyway, um, I was always competitive. Yeah. I remember, like, I was – I remember very, very, very distinctly – I was 11 years old. I was playing for the Cubs, okay? And I was a pitcher. And there was this girl in the league. Her name was Melissa DeAngelis. And hey, she, fucking Melissa DeAngelis. Hey, if you're out there, Melissa DeAngelis, I remember you, babe. No, but so she was like the best player in the fucking league. Everyone was afraid of her. And I remember she was on the Brewers. And she came up to bat and I was pitching. And I vividly, Jay, remember rearing back and throwing these fucking balls as hard as I possibly could. And she clocked it. To the point where, like, people were, like, in the audience, like, in the crowd, like, the parents were like, whoa. Like, humming the ball. I walked her. I oh, walked her on a full count. Nice. I, I, I'll never fucking forget it. The last pitch was high and inside, and she wouldn't fucking swing at it. But you know what? That was a success to me. Oh, fuck yeah. Because I, I reared. Because she's like, used to you. were used to seeing her clock the ball. But bro, I was an 11-year-old. Fucking literally every. Yeah, but that in, rules. Every fucking ounce of like energy and strength in but, me i was but dude that's the point but i can't fathom being, being like my coach being like oh it's okay everyone wins Be like fuck you everyone See, wins that's what i'm trying to say and when i was a kid playing hockey and everything if you lost i remember losing and i remember the coach saying you know you played like crap right and it sucked right yeah so I went home with my head fucking down, and my old man was like, you know, typical father. He's like, don't worry about it. You know, you, you're going pra- to you practice. You're going to do it again. You get him next time. You yeah. know what I mean? And that made you go like this. All right. You know, you got pumped. Yeah. And when you beat that team. To, you know what I used to do, dude? I used to smack my dad till he was unconscious, do a fucking line of coke off the back of his head, and then go outside and swing three bats for four hours. And then I'd come in, and, I, and I'd... <laughs> I'd throw fucking, I, you, I, I'd fill see, the bathtub with 40-pound weights. Do you see? And I'd fling them across the bathroom into the shower. 
Okay, Rambo. And then I sledgehammer. One day I got so upset that we lost the baseball game that I took a sledgehammer and I, I quite literally destroyed the second floor of our house. Okay. Storytelling's good, bro. Uh, oh, you, true story, though. I had a Furby. Oh, my Remember God. Those, those things? things are so fucking do, creepy, do. right? Uh, I took the batteries out. I kept talking. There's a guy so that made a Furby window. organ. Did you know that? What? No, listen. No, no, I'm being dead serious. I don't know what that means. He, those are he two got, words that don't. He literally got a hundred. Those two words don't. Furbies. Oh, oh like a, I thought you meant. And like he, he wired he, them all together to a keyboard, and he made a Furby organ. I thought you meant like he created like a like a giant that like talked a giant, to you, and you could feed it. Oh no, that's fucking weird. Yeah, they were weird though. They were. I got well, one I told, for my listen, daughter, I, and it was I fucking one, creepy. We took me and my sister took the batteries out of it, and it kept talking. Yeah, they're we fucking creepy. Yeah, I yeah. broke. I took it out in the garage and fucking busted it with Shot a hammer. It. <laughs> no, I did. I took it behind the barn. <laughs> we took the fucking batteries out, and it kept. And I, I said to my ex-wife, I looked at, it, I go, this thing, and, and it used to scare the shit out of Ashley. Yeah, she wanted one so bad, we got it for her for Christmas, and so I so finally, one day, we put it to bed. And I had taken the batteries out. And I said, well, the battery's out, Ashley. You won't talk anymore, right? And all of a sudden, we hear out of her fucking bedroom, dude. It was creepy as shit. We heard something like, me, me, right? <laughs> and I ran in, and Ashley's, like, screaming almost. And I ran in, and I grabbed the fucking thing, took it outside, and beat the shit out of it with a hammer that and threw it in the trash. Probably excessive. Because I, I, I was like, this thing's fucking... You probably just run under water What was that fucking movie... Uh, with the fucking that um, Anthony Hopkins was in with the fucking You're puppet. You're the wrong guy. The fucking ventriloquist puppet kept talking to him. Chucky? No, Chucky's another fucked up movie. Like fuck Chucky, okay? I don't know. Well, I don't anyway. watch movies. You know this. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. So that's that was my thing, man. I just wanted, you know, because I just, you know, you know, when Gina and well, here's the best part about my niece. She cried. She was pissed. They lost. Sal didn't want to get her ice cream, but look at it today. She's very competitive. She knows what winning's like, and she appreciates that. When she loses, she tries harder. The kid's on the fucking Dean's list, man. Like, she, to me, is like a success because of the way her father brought her up on that lesson about, look, you're gonna, you lose, you got to try harder to win. Yeah. You know? And like you said, I totally agree with you. Failing... I failed a lot in my fucking career as a musician, but were they failures or were they lessons? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the way I look at it. I, I learned more from Mine it. Mine were failures. <laughs> and they, and that's, that's the end of the saga. What the fuck? All right. Uh, so we're going to end the stream, the video stream here. They're, we're going to continue the podcast. We've got a couple more things we want to cover. I have uh, you know, some stuff about our musical influences, et cetera. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna whore something out a little bit here. It has nothing to do whore. with me. Bayside. You whore. Uh, this is probably what we're gonna talk about, but Bayside is a new album out called Interrobang. I haven't listened to it yet. It's fucking they went metal. Is it? It's amazing. So go listen to that. Uh thank you for all of you who tuned in to the live stream. Um sorry we had some yeah, technical thank difficulties you. at first. We get some names here. Uh, no. Yeah. We're not gonna do that. Do it. No, I'm not doing it. Sarah, all right, everybody. Bye. Sarah, ah. All right, so Jay, I wanted to talk about something because uh, uh, my my favorite band of all time, Bayside, put out a new album uh, on Friday, a couple days ago. So we're recording this on the sixth. You know, first of all, before we go down that road, why did some people who post like YouTube videos and stuff, why do they never say um, what date it is? 
Is that the reason? Like they're always like really weird about like uh, saying the date. Because usually when you post a video, it um, it actually has the date like time stamped on it. No, I know that, but like usually they publish it later. But they're usually they're hesitant to like say like we're recording this on X day. Yeah, that's true. I never thought of it's that. Weird. I I um because when I post videos, I mean I don't I don't go live on YouTube, so I obviously have to post the video, I edit it and shit like that, and then I post it maybe a day or two later. Cause I'm doing, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing, I'm editing and doing other shit. Uh, but yeah, that's a good idea. I should actually do that. I mm. should say posted today. You know, the day I posted, I should say, Hey, I'm posting yeah. this, you know, on the sixth. You know what I mean? Weird. Um, uh, Oh, what, what are these problem? Nothing. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about, so Bayside put out a new album and, um, we're still getting comments on the live stream. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, Bayside put on a new album called Terrabang, and it's like very metal, and it's like definitely their heaviest album they've ever done. And it's funny because like it's the only thing that I'm still like a fanboy about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Bayside, I went to my first Bayside show in 2001. I was 14 years old. Um, they released their first album in 2000, and I. I've been to 53 Bayside shows since then. Jesus. And like, you know, I've come like, it's gone to the point where like, take it you're into these guys. Yeah. And like, you know, um, they're really cool guys. And like, they tend to respond like to people on like Instagram. Like there's been a few instances where like, like there was one day where the lead singer was standing outside the fucking middle East. Uh, oh, really? And like I had, I was smoking at the time and like him and I just stood there and had a cigarette. That's cool. Just had a conversation. It was, you know, it was like, it was kind of surreal. I was sweating my balls off, freaking the fuck out the whole time. But yeah, it was a really cool experience. But anyway, I, I wanted to talk about like some of like the formative bands in music uh, that like, not necessarily shape, like you have a musical career. I, I don't, but like things that shaped your life, like were there bands so like let me let me go into Bayside a little bit. Um I was very emo in high school. Okay. Um and I, I remember like emotional do, music. Do you remember uh MTV Unplugged? Fuck yeah. They used to have all these like in like in the early 2000s they had I loved Un- Unplugged. It was great. It was a great show and I remember I remember when Dashboard MTV actually played music. Yeah. I remember when Dashboard Confessional was on for the first time. And dude, that music it was so emotional and and whiny and and just like over the top yeah sad crybaby music emo and i got so into it and i had a live journal do you remember fucking live journal no you you weren't okay so live journal was around at the same time as like myspace okay and i had a myspace page i if we could find my live journal one day i swear to god jay if i can find my live journal we will have a podcast around reading what (laughs) 14 to 17 year old Dean Pennington was thinking what was it suicide Jay it will blow your fucking mind I was such a little bitch <laughs> oh my god you have to read this I, it's out there somewhere I, it's I funny found because it a few you're, years ago you are such a like I've went the complete opposite well you're a focused then. person you're you're you know what I know of you and you're you're kind of in your face kind of person like if somebody fucks with you be like fuck you motherfucker like you're not a whiny bitch you know what i mean like uh, yeah i don't know where that came from that's good though I, you know it probably came from being a whiny bitch and being told that so many times and then having to Did you get in a fight having to live my real life no but i was so when i, I I've, I've talked about me moving on the show before but 
Um, I lived in Rivera until I was 16. Um, and then I moved to Wakefield. And I spent the last two years of high school at Wakefield High. And it was tough because I was not emotionally prepared. Or, or I didn't well, have the emotional huge, fortitude. Well, that's a huge, do, like, fucking, like, culture shock. But dude. some people, like, it, it, it's funny because it's only, I used to say, like, it's only two towns away. Goes yeah, but Revere, it, Saugus, yeah, but Wakefield. it's huge. But, like, it's it might as well be a different fucking, it might as well be on the opposite side of the fucking planet. Yeah. It's remarkable how much different it was. Yeah. Um, Revere's a city. Yeah, Wakefield is, like, an elitist town. Wakefield's a middle-class town with an upper-class attitude. And... Uh, I didn't. It's a nice town. I didn't fit in well at all, and my family was poor, and like we we were there, but like we just kind of lucked our way into it. It wasn't we didn't we didn't I don't want to say belong there, but like we didn't own a house, and right, you know, we were renting, and and we kind of got lucky. Like we had a it was a good spot, and it was probably the best situation my parents could have found for us at that time because my dad had just gotten sick, and like even though it wasn't a good match, and and back then I fucking hated them for it. Of course you did. I mean, like, seven, 16-year-old Dean was so fucking resentful. I remember one day. Well, because you had all the, your friends, too. You grew well, up with. Yeah, and I had a girlfriend, and she dumped me immediately. Cause, and then I couldn't go to the prom. The guy in Revere wouldn't let me go. What? That, yeah, my, I, so I transferred as a junior, and uh, early in junior year. They found out that I was using my grandmother's address, and they kicked me out of the school. And what? then he wouldn't let me go to the prom. <laughs> Yeah, and I was supposed to. Oh, I remember I was supposed to be in a talent show too. I was supposed to sing for a band, and he wouldn't let me do it. He was like, "No, it's uh, students only." Even though wow, I had this prepared guy's a prick. Paul Cronin, fuck Paul Cronin. Paul Cronin. Uh, I'll never forget that motherfucker. I'll never forget that conversation. Um, but yeah, so like obviously, like I hated my parents for it at the time. I remember one day I came home from school and. I, I think I couldn't like use my mother's car for whatever reason. I wanted to go like hang out with a friend in Revere. I was like 17 years old. And I vividly remember getting so mad and so angsty that I punched a fucking hole through their bedroom door while they weren't home. And immediately the panic set in where I was like, oh, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> Should not have done that. My father's going to beat the shit out of me. So I tried to take my bedroom door and their bedroom door and swap them. Here's the problem. (laughs) Their bedroom door was about eight inches bigger than my bedroom door. So I couldn't get it on. The hinges didn't line up. So my, my parents walk in mid door swap and I'm standing out. Now imagine being my parents in this moment and they walk in and they're fat, sad, long haired fucking like, (laughs) I, I had a chain wallet. Yeah. No, but not like that kind. Like a like a fat, Dude, stupid chain, chain wallet. wallet. I had. Look at that chain wallet. I had a Hurley shirt on. I had. You got a Harley. Hurley. Shirt? Oh. I I was wearing Hurley like clothes. Chain wallet and a I Harley. I'm like long what, hair. What are you, a sidewalk commando. Listen, I had long hair. <laughs> I had long hair that curled at the end. Okay, down on my shoulders. Um, tight jeans. So maybe look like the Kool Aid guy, because I was like all top heavy. And I'm standing there with like mid crying with two doors in the living room, and uh, one of them has a giant hole in it. Yeah, so this was what high happened? school. Dean. Um, my father made me pay for the door. Of course he did. Um, he didn't beat you with it. He didn't. Yeah, he picked up the door. <laughs> my, my dad had just gotten sick, like maybe a year prior. And honestly, if if he was like the healthy man that he was before he got sick. 
I guarantee you. I wouldn't. F- I met your father. He would have body slammed. Your father was a door. fucking badass. Like, Let sure. me show you how to put a hole in the door. Dude. Yeah. Just like I put my head through it. <laughs> um. So, anyway, Bayside. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I. That was. They. They were just like. It, it was very strange because like they're not. I wouldn't classify them as an emo band. No, they're not emo. Maybe not anymore. Their first couple albums might have been. They were young. They were like early twenties, mid twenties at the time. Um. So like I think like some of their early stuff is very angsty, but like it always had this weird and this sounds so fucking corny and stupid, but like Bayside always had this very strange way of entering my life at the correct times where like they put on a new album and it would be like exactly what I needed. Yep. At that moment. Yep. And like you know how like it's amazing how music really is tied to memory. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I listen like they they have one album it's called Cult and um, I was working when it came out in 2013 or 14, I was working on Congress street in Boston. And like, every time I hear that album, it takes me back to like when me and my fiance had split and I was like walking around Congress street on lunch and like, just trying to like focus on nothing but the music and just trying to like go for a walk and clear my head. And it's like every one of their albums is like, like when I lived in Salem, when I was like 19 years old. And me and my old roommate used to like travel to see them. And like, that was their self-titled album back then. And like, every time I hear it, I think back of like, like that apartment being in that living room. And like, like it's just, it's weird how that works. But like, I kind of like fell off the wagon for a little bit because you know, you get older and you stop listening to music as much. Some people, not you, but like, you know, I, I stopped putting so much emphasis on it. And then like, then they started dropping singles off this album and like, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Like they're a metal band all of a sudden, like and it's fucking badass. No, they got they got probably as they got older, they got hardcore too. Yeah. Like they, you know, it's, and they're such good songwriters, and they're so talented musically. And it's I just, mean that's the thing. Like like there's a whole bunch of music that I grew up on. Um, that the very first thing that I was, you know, you have to understand, I grew up. Late 60s, early 70s, when I was introduced to music. Big band, right? No. Um, so, you know... Uh, Back when talkie films were... Uh, yeah. So I, I had, like, you know, I had... Um, was introduced to, like, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Um, I was introduced... My mother introduced me to, you know, uh, Chuck Berry and and bands like that and and you know musicians like that who i believe were the first real rock and rollers they were the they were the kings of rock and roll um elvis presley stuff like that and that really didn't shape what i what i liked in music until one day my sister had gotten an album for her birthday and it was led zeppelin 2 Mm-hmm. she didn't like it so she said here do you want this and i go well, what is it now meanwhile my other sister who's 70 now my older sister who babysat me a lot was trying to get me into the 1812 overture and Whoa. oh yeah and trying to get me really keyed in on classical music my favorite composer ended up being mozart and uh Debussy. Wow. Okay. So I was really into that type of renegade style classical music. And so then, 
So I listened to, so I put it on. Now we had these big, this big ass fucking realistic console in the fucking hallway because that's the only place we could fit this thing. My father went down and bought it at Radio Shack and <laughs> it was killer. Like the speakers, dude, it had fucking like 12 inch woofers in it, right? With tweeters and, and you know, you flip one top up and that's where the record player was, right? And then you flip the other top up and that's where the radio and the, the sound controls were the balance and the treble and the bass, right? Yeah. So I asked my dad, I said, hey, can I, can I use the record player? He's like, yeah, just don't, don't screw the needle up. Okay. You know, they're not cheap. No, back then. Yeah. You know, so, you know, this thing is big wooden thing. As a matter of fact, we still have it. Uh, I don't know if it works, but my mother used it for like putting like, because it had a record area where you'd open up the cabinets and then you put your record albums in there. That's my next project, by the way. Well, hold Just on. An FYI. Hold on. So I put this thing on and all of a sudden I, I hear the very first track and I sat there and I went, holy shit. <laughs> and I turned it up. And my old man came down. And he's like, what are you? It's, it's kind of loud. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I turned it down. The next day I came home from school. Nobody was home. I was a latchkey kid. And my sisters were out and they all had jobs and shit. And my my mom and dad were working. So I fucking threw, threw Led Zeppelin 2 on, cranked it up, and I heard a whole lot of love. And I went, wow. Like I was blown away by that. I was immediately in love with Led Zeppelin, and I I went. I remember, how am I going to get this stereo system down in the basement so I can play my drums to it? Yeah. Because around that time, my my brother in law had let me use his drum set, and he was teaching me. You know, so then I got money for my birthday. So my sister's like, "Well, I got you the eighteen twelve overture," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck that. Fuck yeah, shit. I'm over that shit. I'll listen to that shit." But I, I was, was like, I'm "Okay, not, I'll listen to I've that." I've moved on. But so she goes, "Well, we're going to go into the Harvard Coop." Um, do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah. So and I was a tag along little brother, right? <clears throat> so I go into the Harvard Coop with them, and I had, I think I had thirty dollars on me. That was a lot of money back then. That was what wow, I got for my birthday. Yeah, it was a lot it's of like money. Six hundred right now, isn't it? So I fucking, we go into the Harvard Coop, and I don't even know who this fucking band is, Dean. Never saw them before. Never heard them play at all. And I see live Kiss Alive. Really? And this fucking Ace Freely's like this and Gene Simmons and you didn't, is like So this, this was like blind? You didn't know what you were... Like you'd never heard of them before? I never... I, and How old were you? Uh, at that time, I was 12 years old. Wow, that must be transformative. Like and, That probably... Like, no joke. I'm not kidding. That probably seriously does explain like your trajectory. Is that like... Because like, I feel like your first experience with like live music and like that like yeah. really does define like... What who you became like seriously like well you know I mean saying? I had no idea I didn't even know what they sounded like for all my sister said I can't believe you want to buy this you don't even know what it sounds like I'm like I don't care the album cover looks cool yeah that's all that mattered back then right man. and then when I cut the plastic off of it and it opened up into a booklet and showed all the live shots I went <gasps> I'm like this is what I want to do she's my sister's like look at they look like demons why do they why are their faces painted right. So my brother-in-law turns around and he goes, hey, ever hear Alice Cooper? And I was like, who the fuck is Alice Cooper? I'm thinking it's a chick, right? Yeah. So he turns me on to Alice Cooper, right? And I was like, holy crap, right? 
like this was all new to me and i was just my mind was exploding right <laughs> so one day and this is how it all this is where it all started right here though so it's led zeppelin 2 kiss 1812 overture mozart right debussy right all of a sudden my brother-in-law goes hey check this band out and he pulls out this album called black sabbath masters of reality and I hear, <laughs> right? And it's Sweet Leaf, right? And I f- literally, dude, lost my mind. I immediately <laughs> like, Mark, can I borrow some money? <laughs> I had to go out and buy the album. And and from then on, so dude, it was like, whenever I hear like um, Sweet Leaf or I'll, I'll hear, I am, I, I'll hear Iron Man or I'll hear Whole Lot of Love, it brings me right back to that first time that I heard that music. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do in my life. Yeah. I wanted to be a musician and I want to fucking, I want to go for the gold ring, man. That's what I, and that's like, even today. So, so give you a quick example. Then I immediately found Nine Inch Nails. That's a whole other fucking story. Back then? No. So I was going through a divorce and my friend John handed me The Fragile. Mm-hmm. It's a double album set. They're awesome. Oh, right. So- on the album of The Fragile, right, I listened to the B section. That's the B side, right? And I'm listening to this album and I'm driving in my car and I'm a, I'm a maniac because my ex-wife, you know, blew me, turned my whole world upside down, took my daughter away from me, my house, cheated on me, just everything just fell apart. And he, he said, I want you to listen to these guys. He said, you, I said, yeah, I know who Nine Inch Nails is. I just was never really into them. He says, and now that, mind you, they had a bunch of albums out before The Fragile, right? So, and The Fragile explains a lot because it was when Trent started getting clean. Yep. Uh, from the downward spiral to that. So, I'm listening to this song and it's, it, 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 it was talking to me like exactly what the fuck I was feeling and going through. <laughs> and I would have it cranked in my car, blazing down the highway. Dude. See, it's weird. Cause like the lyrics are really what I feel like pulls you in. Yes. Cause like the bands that I really like identified the most with are the ones that like became long-term, like I became a long-term fan of were the ones that had the best lyrics at yeah. songwriting. Yep. And like, it was that shit that stuck with me. I remember my dad, I'll never forget. He he f- just flung this record at me one day, like, like just like here's some music for you, fatty. Get back under the stairs, and it was called. Oh my god! And it was called nothing in life. Nothing good is. F- nothing in life is free or something. It was it was a compilation. Oh yeah, what album. is that? And it was it was it was. I think it was called nothing in life is free. Yeah, nothing in life is free. And it was a compilation. I don't know where he got it from. Are the best things in life for free? It might have been like a free thing that he got at like the record store. And it had a bunch of singles on it. And I remember Delamitri. No, the best things in life aren't free. I don't know. I want to find this fucking that was, album now. Because that was uh that's a that's a song. No, it was it was a compilation. No, I know, but I bet you they named it after that song. I don't know, man. But I want to find that fucking album. I remember Delamitri rolled me on was on it, and like I listened to it on repeat over I must have been like eight years old. Mm. And it's like it's my like first memory of like really having like a CD that I took that thing fucking everywhere. I had like those CD players that had like the electronic skip protection on them. Yeah. And like you used to like ride your bike as hard as you can and like be like, mine didn't skip. 
Did y'all skip? Wait, hold on. What's this? Copyright. You get 10 seconds. Just 10 seconds. All right, time. Okay, this song is called The Wretched. Uh-huh. By, by Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Nails. Okay. I played that's the lyrics in that song. Just fucking, dude. It was everything that I felt and that I was going through. And I called up my friend John and I said, We're how fine. did you How did you know? He said, that's why I gave you this album. It's going to get you through this. I listened to this shit every single day, dude. Became a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. Finally went to see them after I don't know how many years last year. And they blew my fucking wow, really? mind. Just for the first time you saw yeah. them last year? No shit. And uh, Trent Reznor, I don't use this word often and you know me. But he is a musical genius. Yeah. Because he takes sound and he turns just noise into music. It's fucking weird. I, and I don't know of anybody else that can really do that as good as him. I found it. It's volume six of Best Things in LA for free. It was released in 1995. And the first track is Tell Her This by Delamitri. Yeah. And that That's old school, fucking dude. song, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, this was what this was the first CD I ever owned. The best thing things in life are free volume Kenny six. Wayne Shepherd. Wow. And like, man, I would love to go back and listen. That's dope that your father turned you on to that shit. Well, I don't think he knew what it was. He, he literally just had this random ass CD and he just was like, here, here you go. This is yours now. I don't love you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I just think that, you know, like you said, music. Music uh, shapes the way you feel. You feel. I, you know, I always wanted. I, I, I actually started writing a book oh, yeah? years ago. That's um, interesting. And I've never. Was it fiction? No, um, it was. It was uh, research that I did. Um, because yeah. yeah, there's a there's a thing called. Um, I called the name of the name of the title of the book. I wanted to call it Spirit Chords. Um, I like that. Because there's um, there's certain chords that touch the human heart. It's weird. Uh, the mind of a human being. We like you were talking about how we we uh, it brings back memories and it touches yeah. us, you mm -hmm. know. And um, and I noticed I played around with some some different musicians and some different artists. Um, like there's certain songs that you sit and you listen to and, and it, you get emotional from them. Oh yeah, no. Like, you know? Even still, like the stuff that I have in my library, like the stuff that I listen to often, all of that shit is tied to something. Yeah, and it and it's weird because like sometimes like I'll go back and I'll listen to an album that I haven't listened to in a long time, and it just sends me back to where I was when I used to listen to it like every day. Yep. You know what I mean? It's pretty crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna so one of one of the first things what made me think about this, and I started writing things down. I actually show them to you sometime. I have I have a little notebook. And I, I was, I really wanted to write this book, but it's just like, you know, I kind of got pulled away from it. You yeah. know, that's life. You know what I mean? Sure. And well, anyway, it all started with, you're going to laugh at me. Probably. It, it all started with Alanis Morissette's first album. Mm. Okay. And now a lot of people don't like her. They don't like her music, but there's something about the, 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 the notes, not just her lyrics, but the notes and, and three of those songs off of that album 
that touch you. It's ironic. Isn't it? Don't you think? <laughs> Actually, that's one of the songs. It's like rain on your wedding day. You know that nothing in that song is irony? No, it's not. None of it. So, so. It should be, I read somewhere that someone said she should, she should have called it coincidence. Coincidence, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so so there's certain notes in, in, in three of those songs. Jagged Little Pill's another one, um, which is the title of the album. But then I went further. So then I started looking into other songs. And The Wretched from Nine Inch Nails was another song. That. And so I started listening. And I started putting these together. And there's a guy who does a comedy routine about, um, what was it, Paco? Paco, oh my God, Pablo Francisco? Yes. Get the fuck out of here so he's, he's the best so what's inter- are, you, are you talking about are you, gonna, are you gonna do dj bit well i was talking about paco's bells oh pot pot bells yes pot bells bells yeah. yeah so um i was listening to this com- comedian and he, and he and he he plays this song that we all know it's a christmas song right and he takes journey uh the Clash. I mean, it just goes down the line that they've all used these specific chords. Either, do you mean Pachelbel's Canon? Pachelbel's Canon. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's because that is a very common, very common arrangement. Uh, yeah, progression. It's yes. very, very common. But he did say something, even though it was a comedy bit. At the end of the bit, he said every single song that he mentioned was what that he played those chords with yeah. was a hit. Yeah. It's funny because um, there is a group psychology behind this. Yes, and like that's a that's a big reason why when like ma- like bands that are quote unquote like underground when they go mainstream, it all starts to blend together because like record companies, like especially record companies that are aimed at like top forty artists, there's honestly a formula that they use, and there yep. is absolutely patterns. Yep that translate to hit songs dude and it's fascinating it's unbelievable and i so i started going deeper i said what draws me to this music that i like so i was a big genesis fan i went from all out heavy metal to genesis and i started comparing the two and then i started comparing heavy metal to classical there's lots of comparisons overlap right yeah yeah so i started putting all this together and, you know, even Laura had said to me, she's like, you know, why are you doing this stuff? And I was like, because it, it doesn't make sense to me, but it does, that there's these certain notes and certain rhythms that people use that draw you into them. And I'm not even, ta- I didn't even touch the lyric end of it yet. And she's like, oh, I never thought of that. And she's just like, well, you know, my wife is just kind of like, well, whatever, fuck that, who cares? And <laughs> because Laura doesn't really get it, you know what I mean? And. So I talked it over with a couple other musician friends of mine, and they all agree, and they mentioned things like you. You know, there's a certain group that uh, have gone even further with this. Yeah. Um, it's really amazing. It's fucked up. The science behind it is crazy. Yeah. And like, there's there's like sites and there's like um, like YouTube videos of people who like break this stuff down and like side by side music. And the the like similarities are like, incre- like genres that have nothing to do with it's each other. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and so I mean, I've never completed the book. someday I will. Um, you should, man. I think I, w- I want to do a lot more research on it because even when I play my keyboards or I'll play a guitar, and I'll I'll 
I'll stop playing something. I always go to these certain notes, you know. Um, and it's actually kind of cool, you know, and and, I, and it makes me. But those certain notes that I play always make me feel good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. So I, you get the tinglys. Yeah, in my pants. Yeah, mm, right, right, right in between now. my legs. <laughs> that's where that's where they usually happen. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, First of all, thank you to the 146 individual people who watched the live stream. I Much mean, appreciated. I mean, like, man, this, for something that came together in about 20 minutes and was followed by two consecutive fucking, one of them that went on for like 20 minutes, and it was the whole time the audio was broken. Yeah. So thank you for putting up with that. And thank you for um, hanging in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I think we're going to make this a thing. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to work out the kinks a little bit, but- I'd like to, you know, add some video to what we're doing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, also, Jay. So I haven't actually talked to you about this yet, but I have I have m- multiple weddings this month, every fucking weekend. So I got the next three weekends are wedding, wedding, and then I'm going to Montreal for work. So, well, that's cool. I'm gonna be yeah. I, I've never been actually, so I'm kind of excited. Oh, Montreal's about. cool. But um, I'm gonna be gone each next three cool. weekends. We're doing so just so you guys know what's coming up. <laughs> fucking frogs just just so you know what's coming up for belligerence um this is our 26th episode and i said at the beginning of the year that i wanted us to put out 26 episodes in a year we did this is it that's this is 26 not it Um, where's randy can you be patient because randy's got to be going oh yeah can you shut up don't ruin i can't help it you can't just ask celebration you can't just ask for him it's not like it's like Beetlejuice. I summon Randy. Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Um, <laughs> but all right, real quick. So we're. I'm thinking we're probably going to take a couple weeks off, and I say that because we're doing a collab with uh, Deep Dive on Thursday the 10th. Yes, we are. It, I, I don't know if it'll be published on Thursday the 10th. It'll more likely be published sometime around that Monday the 14th. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know when they publish. I think they might be Saturdays. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. We're recording it on Thursday the tenth. Uh, it's going to be a horror podcast. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Deep Dive, um, it, it's a cinematic podcast. They, yeah, talk, they about talk about movies. movies yeah, and it, they're really super interesting people. They're funny. It's a great show. Check it out. We're doing a collab. They've asked me and Jay to watch horror movies. Yes. Did I don't you know watch anything. yours. Not yet. I'm, I I have a time blocked off All to right. watch it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow night. It happens to be one of my favorites. Yeah. So what am I? I'm watching Trick or Treat from 2007. You're not supposed to say what it is. No, this doesn't matter. I'm not. Why? why? Does Mander and Tom listen to this? They know that I know what it is. I talked to Mando about it today. You told Mander already? Should I not have told her what it is? No. These are stipulations you need to fucking they don't tell talk. me. They don't tell each other. Time. Did you know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they don't tell each other. Well, fuck. Which make it cool because on the podcast, it's a surprise to both of them. All right. Well, I guess if I have to pick All right, whatever. That's fine. Movie, whatever, man. That's one of my favorites. I love uh, Sam. He's awesome. Well, don't ruin it for me. I, Shut up. I didn't ruin anything. I just told you what the dude's name was. But anyway, <laughs> fucking, this is a disaster. It's off the rails. We're, we're going to, our only content most likely between now and Halloween is going to be this and then one more episode. And then we're probably going to take two weeks off. Um, I would like to get a Halloween episode together, but we'll, we can talk about that at another time. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's going to be it. Before Again, Halloween, because Hallow's Eve is my holiday. Well. Oh, well, yeah, but that might make for a cool, a cool show. On Halloween, I don't do anything, dude. I watch movies all night. Well, I don't want to do it after Halloween. 
Yeah. Can we do a movie watching live stream? Yeah, we could do that. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out something. It's just something that I do. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Randy. Randy's happy about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, again, thank you all for tuning in, uh, either here or on the live stream. Uh, if you don't follow Belligerence yet, do that. Facebook.com slash Belligerence Podcast or at Belligerence, pod, Belligerence Podcast on Instagram. Uh, or feel free to email the show. Any ideas you might have, any topics you want us to cover or questions you might have for us. Uh, BelligerencePodcast at gmail.com. So, Jay, you got anything else, buddy? Uh, no, that's about it. Anything you want to pitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What? Um, no, no. Uh, I'm going to be uh, doing a podcast um, on Tuesday night, a uh, live uh, YouTube podcast. Oh, man, freaked out. Yeah. And uh, with, uh, with a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Marshall Arnold, it's going to be on the uh, – the com- uh, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It's going to be on um, EchoCast, uh, my podcast about synthesizers, music, and music technology – um, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. And we're going to be joined by Mr. Cow Food. I am the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion that ever lived, and I am the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived. All right, Randy. That, uh, it was called Greatest Ever. He's ranting. And I was hoping that would say something about how he's ranting. Still, okay, get, get it, ranting, Randy. Fucking, oh, this fuck needs off. to end. All right, hey. So, yeah, check that out. It's going to be on EchoCast, um, which is on Anchor as well. And, uh, and, you, and well, don't, don't short sell yourself. What? It's on Apple music. It's That's on, on Apple Spotify. music. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And also, by the way, I just want to let everybody know this too. This is big news for me. I am no longer a member of the TMP records, LLC company. I am still part of the Troubadour family. I used, uh, Troubadour publishing, uh, but, uh, yeah, I had started my own record label called Locker 13 Records uh, a few years ago, and I'm starting that back up again. And I'm releasing on the 13th of this month my new single called Dawn of the Robots by EchoCast. So check it out. And, uh, and I got another single coming out, too, a remastered single uh, that's been released as well uh, from my album uh, Ribbon of Time. So... Cool. Yeah. Good so, stuff. Anyway. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Say 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 the word robot. 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 Oh, robot. I can't say it say, like Say row. Robot. Say row. Row. Say bot. Bot. Now combine them. Robot. What is, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm, I'm fucking from Boston, dude. I put <laughs> eyes no where R, they don't go. Fucking, I say pizza too sometimes. So, (laughs) hey, you know what? All I have to say is this fuck off.